welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. So um, the message I want to preach today is very is is tied to is tied to motherhood. Um, for for this month of um, of May, we are studying the book of Second Corinthians, and the theme for the month is virtual realities. Virtual realities. Uh, you know, our text is taken from Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen. Paul says, "Why we do not look at the things which are seen." But that the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen will soon be gone, but the things which we cannot see will last forever. So Paul was talking about two sets of realities there. The ones that we can see and the ones that we cannot see. And he says the ones that we can see, we don't deny them, they are there, but there's a higher reality. Actually, we can learn, we can, we can, we can look into higher realities um, and, be, and see those higher realities and experience them as we focus on them, that the things which are seen, they are going to be temporary. So this month, we're just focusing on the realities of this moment. There's a pun, you know, on the, on the theme, you know, um, the, the word virtual, because right now, because of the shutdown, uh, you know, a lot of us are connecting virtually. Right now, you know, they're saying for Mother's Day, send a virtual hug to your mother that everybody should stay away from their mother just to keep them safe, send them a virtual hug. So we're really in a virtual, we're in a virtual world, and that's why we're talking about virtual realities. What are the realities of these current times, and what are the realities of God uh, that helps us to navigate these times? What are the things that God has really given to us? And so as I was, you know, praying and just asking God, Lord God, what, you know, what would you like you know, me to share, you know, today, especially on Mother's Day, a message that will encourage mothers and that will encourage everyone. You know, this message came to me from uh, Second Corinthians, and I titled the message uh, simple, A Message from Motherhood. A Message from Motherhood. So, like I said last week, um, Paul, Second Corinthians is Paul's most personal letter, letter of all his letters. Um, in all the other letters, Paul dealt with the drama of other people, the drama of the churches and so on. But in 2 Corinthians, he deals with his own personal drama, especially in his uh, apostolic relationship with the church in Corinth. People had hurt him. He had spoken harsh words to them. He had sent you know, harsh letters to them that he says, you know, I apologize for sending this letter, but I really think I needed to send, you know, to send this letter. People had opposed his apostleship. Some other people you know, were saying that he was a swindler, you know, that he was just trying to use the church, he was trying to do all that. So he was responding to that. And in responding to it, he, 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 you know, a lot of his personal emotions just shone through the letter. And we can learn a lot about our realities now, especially uh, because one of the most used words there, uh, there are 10 Greek words in the Bible for suffering, for trouble, and all that. 
And Paul used five of them in 2 Corinthians alone. But the most used one there is the one that means constraint. You know, pressure and constraint. So it was a letter that Paul wrote in response to some constraints and, pr- and pressures that he was going through. And there, it teaches us how the glory of God can shine through our current and present realities as we allow ourselves to trust God and trust in his love. So as I was studying the letter, um, I got to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse, uh, from verse 14. And I saw that Paul uh, was, you know, could you use the, the passage itself? Uh, because I'm going to go beyond verse 15. So Paul was, um, you know, he was, at a point, he began to talk about his love for the Corinthians. And in talking about his love for the Corinthians, uh, Paul used parenthood as an example. He used parenthood as an example. Let's read it. He says, now I am coming to you for the third time. And I will not be a burden to you. I don't want what you have. I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents. Rather, parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you. Even though it seems that the more I love you, the less you love me. Uh, Paul continues, some of you admit I was not a burden to you. But others still think I was sneaky. And I took advantage of you by trickery. You know, that's part of what some people were saying. You know, then let's go to verse 19. Uh, in verse 19, uh, Paul, Paul continues. He says, perhaps you think you were saying these things to defend yourself. No, I tell you this as Christ's servant and with God as our witness. Everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you. Everything we do is to strengthen you. For I'm afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find. And you won't like my response. I'm afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. Yes, I'm afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence. And I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your your whole sins. You have not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. So, reading that, you know, and Paul using the example of a parent to to talk about his love for, you know, for, for the Corinthians. I saw, you know, from it a message uh, from motherhood. It's really, a, you know, a very remarkable message because a lot of the things that Paul talked about, about his care for the Corinthians, reflected uh, the, 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 the life of a mother, the realities of a mother. And also, the, the, the important thing about today's message is that it also shows us how God loves us. That in our realities, there's another reality. No matter what is going on right now, there's another reality. God's love is a constant. God's love is there for us. And that love is expressed in ways that we cannot even imagine. And God has given mothers as a gift. You know, everything that God created, God wanted those things to reflect him. He created everything to reflect him. And in creating motherhood, he reflects a part of, his, of himself, a part of his love. So as we look at motherhood today, some characteristics of motherhood, I want you to translate it to the love of God for you. Also, I would like this message uh, to encourage everyone watching, uh, you know, it, everyone, everyone. That includes mothers. I want this to encourage mothers, for, first of all, to help them understand 
why they feel the way they feel. I wanted to encourage those who will still be mothers to prepare them for the responsibilities and the realities of motherhood. That motherhood is a sacrifice. Also, I wanted to encourage those who make mothers, guys, you know, because a woman cannot just become a mother except somebody makes her a mother. So I want, you know, to, I want this also to instruct those who make mothers, those who create mothers. So all the men, this message also, I will minister to you. And I also want this message uh, to help those who don't have mothers, you know, or maybe they lost their mothers, you know, they are, you know, they're just, you know, they, 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 they've never experienced the love of a mother. I want them to understand that God, you know, can be a mother to you also. Because what we're going to be talking about, you know, very, you know, very shortly is going to show how God loves you and how God wants to continue to be your father and he also wants to continue to be your mother. And, you know, above it all, I want all of us to appreciate the love of God and also to appreciate all the mothers around us for the grace of God that is working through them and what, uh, they, what God is using them to do in the lives of their children. So it's a message to just encourage everyone, to encourage mothers, to encourage husbands, to encourage children, to help us to see these realities and the higher realities of the love of God for all, us all. God is mothering us. God is gathering us like a, like a hand and, you know, putting us underneath his wing. God, God cares. He said, can a woman forget her suckling child? Yes, she may. But hide the Lord your God. Your God will never forget you. I've written you on the palm of my hand. So God is telling us that. You know what? I, 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 am, I, am, I am there for you. I, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I'll be all in all for you in all the situations that you may go through. So let's, let's delve into it. I'm going to be sharing very uh, quickly um, seven things about motherhood that Paul spoke about, a message from motherhood that he spoke about in this passage that we read. So the first one is, a mother is always present with her children. A mother is always present with her children. Where did I see that? In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, Paul made a statement. He says, Now I am ready to visit you for the third time. I am ready to visit you for the third time. Um, in, implicit in that message is the heart of Paul to be with the Corinthians. The heart of Paul to be with the Corinthians. He says, I've come, I came the first time. I came the second time. I'm coming the third time. And if need be, I'll come the fourth time. I'll come the fifth time. It's showing us the persistence of the heart of a mother to be with the children. Now, let me say it this way. We all know that our mothers are not always physically present with us. But what Paul is illustrating is that even though you are not physically present here, there, the children are always present in your heart as a mother. The children are always present in your heart as a mother. The moment a mother conceives and has a child, from the time that a child begins to grow in the womb, the child begins to take the focus and the attention of the mother. And now when the child is born, that doesn't go away. The, even the, the mother might be 
separated by seas, separated by land, separated in another country, in another con- continent, and the child might be elsewhere. But there is a constant, constant desire in the heart of mothers to know the welfare of their children, to find out. They carry, they continue to carry the children in their hearts. They continue to carry the children in their hearts. So for some of you here, you know, I just want to say it for those of you who are not mothers here, when you see your mom calling you and asking, how are you doing? Sometimes you feel that they are intruding. You know, you feel they are intruding in what is going on in your life. But, you know, the, the, the thing is coming from a heart of compassion. There's just something in the heart of mothers that just wants to know that their offsprings are doing well. And in doing that, you know, they will, you know, they might, you know, they might, they might, it might look as if they are always coming. They are always coming. Like Paul was doing. I'm coming the third time. I'm coming the third time. I'm coming the third time. I'm going to, I'm coming the third time. They are always coming. That's the sign of, that's a sign of a loving mother. That's a sign of a loving mother. And for mothers, if you feel that, I hope it helps you, helps you understand. It helps you to understand why you are feeling that. Because it's part of what God has put in there for motherhood. This is this is uh, a sign from God, or is an image of God's omnipresent love for us. You know, like I said, I want you to see God's love from this message. God is using motherhood to show us that not, not only does he want to be with us, he's always present with us, but also that he continues to carry us in our hearts. The Bible tells us a lot of things about God's continual care for us. For example, in, uh, you know, in, in Psalms, uh, Psalm 8, you know, Paul says, uh, so, so God says there in Psalms 8, that what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you, are, that you always visit him. I think it's in Psalm 8 verse, you know, I don't know whether it's verse 2 or something, but you can find it for me in Psalm 8. He said, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. You have made him a little lower than the, than the heavenly beings. So, you know, the psalmist was saying right there, why, why do you care about man so much that you always want to be with him? That you always want to be with him. From the time that we were created in the Garden of Eden, you know, God always wanted to come. God always wanted to come to man. He said he will come to visit with man in the cool of the day, just to be with man. You know, I love that song by Fred Diamond. You know, he says it there. You know, he said, I will be glad for, you know, it's, you know, I will just paraphrase the song. It's like, I will be glad to be called your servant. You know, but what kind of love is this? Or something like that, that you have chosen to call me friend. He said, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. I want you to understand that God wants to be with you. Wherever you are, no matter what is going on right now, God delights to be with you. In Psalms 91, you know, the last verse of Psalm 91, there, it says, you know, I, you know just in one of the last verses, before the with long life I satisfied you, he said, I will be with you in trouble, and I will deliver you. God says, I want to be with you in trouble. When Daniel, so when Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were thrown, they were thrown in the, into the fiery, uh, you know, furnace, they said uh, 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 there was a fourth man in there that came to them in the midst of the furnace, and his face was like the Son of God. It was a representation of God who will be with us in the midst of the fire that will never leave us nor forsake us. Well, the name of Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
He said in, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews uh, chapter 13 and verse 5. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. He says, let your, let your lifestyle be or your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is ever, he ever lives to make intercession for us, to stand in the gap for us. I want you to understand today that God is always, God's love is always present. Nothing can separate you from God's love. No matter what you have done, no matter what has happened, God is always present. God is present with you where you are right now. And, you know, you know it's, it's, it's part of himself that he has put into motherhood. That's why mothers always, well, no, they always have their children. They always carry their children in their hearts. You know, I want to encourage mothers, you know, I know you go through that. What you need to do, because sometimes you can't be with your children, you know, you can't be with your children. When they are young, uh, they are with you. But after some time, the way God designed it, children are going to leave you. Uh, you know, you know the, the, the way we do it is you know that God is also always with them. So the way you can carry them now is for you to just keep praying for them. God will honor your prayers for your children. Even if they have gone astray, even if they are far away from you, when a mother kneels down, and begins to pray for the children. When the grandmother kneels down and begins to pray for the children and begins to pray for the grandchildren, God listens. God listens because you are a partner with God in bringing that child into this world. You are a partner with God in the travail of bringing that destiny into this world. So God will listen to your travail concerning your children. So sometimes you might not be able to touch them. You might not be able to reach them emotionally. You might not be able to, you know, to, to, to be with them but you can always be with them through prayer and intercession. So I want to encourage a mother right now, will you see maybe a relationship with, a relationship with, one, with your children is not in the right place. Uh, you, you, you've not been able to reach them, and you want to say, say something to them, you're not able to say it. You can talk to God about them, and God can deal with the situation. God can extend that love that he put inside of you. God can extend it to your children wherever they are, and you can have impact in their lives. You can transform their lives by kneeling down and lifting them up before God. You can pray men and women of God into your children. You can pray it out of your children. You can pray destiny upon your children. You know, you can pray, you can pray their destinies out. You can pray them into who God intends them to, you know, to be by just, you know, you know kneeling down and praying for them, and just lifting them up before God, and let your, your spiritual presence, your prayer presence, always be with them. So that's number one uh, thing I want to share today, a message from motherhood. He said, a mother is always present with her children. Paul said, I, I am ready to visit you for the third time. The second one, a mother is a burden bearer, not a burden to her children. A mother is a burden bearer, not a burden to our children. Let's look at it. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 14, the same passage, Paul says, Now I am ready to visit you for the third time, and I will not be a burden to you. I'm ready to visit you for the third, third time, and I will not be a burden to you. One of the, the, the heart of a mother, of motherhood, is that you want to bear the burdens of your children, but not be a burden to them. Uh, you don't want to be to be, to be a weight uh, upon your children, uh, a weight that they have to carry. 
You don't want to be uh, an emotional weight. You don't want to be a spiritual weight. You don't want to be a financial weight. And you don't want to be a physical mate, a weight to your children. I know that that's the true art of every mother uh, that I know. That there's, it's not their desire. They don't want to be a burden to their children. But they want to be there to bear the burdens of our children. Which is one of the responsibilities of motherhood. It's one of the expressions of motherhood. Uh, God created mothers as burden bearers. They started bearing this burden from the time that the child was conceived in their womb. I mean, if you have ever seen a pregnant woman before, I'm sure you have, or if your wife has ever been pregnant, I mean, you, do, you can't even understand it if you are a man. For somebody to carry another person inside of them for nine months. I mean, for me to even carry my clothes on myself for one day, you know, for some hours, you see, buddy, like I want to get it up or carry my shoes or carry something. I'm not talking about carrying another human being, you know, on yourself. It's like, you know, go, you know, it's like a weight. It's an extra weight that you are carrying. And then after a while, it shapes your body. You know, it shows you are carrying, you are walking, you know, and all that. And then to now go and to deliver. But God created women and gave them that special anointing and grace to be burden bearers. To be burden bearers. I want all the mothers watching right now that, you know, to hear me. You have an anointing to bear burdens. God has given it to you. To be a burdens for your children, but not just for your children. You can be a burdens of even other people that are not your children. Mothers are like born intercessors. They are born lifters of weight. They can lift up things. They can carry things. And they can also carry the plan and the purpose of God and deliver it. And deliver it. I want you to know that you have that anointing. And regarding your children right now, for mothers who are watching, I want you to see yourself as their burden bearer. I want you to see how you can lift up the burden. If for any reason you, are be- you, you became a burden to them, I want you to just talk to God and just say, God, I don't want to be a burden. You know, I want you to help me to become, I want you to help me to become a burden lifter for my children. And God is going to give you grace and all the things, that, all the resources that you need you know, to do that. So he said, a mother bears burdens. And for every one of us, you know, who, who, you know, who are not mothers, I want you to appreciate the mothers and the women in your life for the burdens that they bear. Because you might not even be aware. There are a lot of things that you could be doing. There are a lot of things that you could be carrying, that they are carrying for you. Those of you who are married here, there are a lot of things that you could be carrying, that your wife is carrying for you. That the, the, the mother of your children is carrying for you. Weight that they are carrying because of God's grace upon their life and they need to be appreciated. But most importantly, I want you to see God's love here. God is showing us through motherhood once again his love for us. Not only does God always want to be with us and, you know, he's, he's always present with us, he wants to carry our weight. He said in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, he's speaking as a mother there. He says, you know, I want, he, said, he said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. He's saying, humble yourself under my mighty hand. Relax under my mighty hand that he may exalt you in due time. And verse 7, it says, it says, casting all your cares. Casting all your care on him. For he cares for you. For he cares for you. He says that cast your cares on God. That I, he want, I, cast your cares on me. Throw it on me. I want to be your burden bearer. I want, to, I, want to, I want to carry your cares. I carried the cross for you, and then I, I was crucified for you. I want to ca- carry all your cares. What is bothering you right now? What is that care in your life right now? What is that thing worrying you right now? 
Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what uh, needs. Uh, so, you know, we often, or something like that, we often forfeit. Uh, oh, what peace we often forfeit, right? Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is your burden bearer. I want you to know that God is your burden bearer. The Holy Spirit is your burden bearer. If you can't do it, he can do it. If you are stuck, he's not stuck. If you don't know what to do, he knows what to do. He comes upon you to lift up the burden. He said this in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Paul says, in the same way, in the same way, the way we groan and all that, in the same way, the Spirit helps all our infirmities. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 said, the Holy Spirit helps us in all our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings which cannot be expressed in words. You know, the word helps there is from a Greek word, you know, which means to take hold together with against. To take hold with Against, together with against. Mean that the Holy Spirit takes all together with us against all our weaknesses. What is that weakness that you face? Is it a weakness? A physical weakness? A mental weakness? Is it a weakness in character? Is it a weakness or inability? The word, the word uh, weakness in that place is from a Greek word, asthenia, which means the inability to produce results. The inability to produce results. The limitation, you know, limitation that, are, that is upon us to produce a certain kind of result. He said the Holy Spirit comes to take all together with us against that inability to produce results. What is it that is in your life right now that you've been unable to produce results? Is it in your calling? Is it in your business? Is it in your finances? Is it in your parenthood? In, in whatever area it is that you have been unable to produce results. I want you to know that God is your burden bearer. The Holy Spirit is here for you to help you lift up that burden, to stand against that weakness, and then you will look back and you will say, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians that, that we're studying, he said, not that we're sufficient of ourselves to do anything of, our, anything of ourselves, but God is our sufficiency. He said, we are, we are made able ministers of the new covenant because God is our sufficiency. God becomes your sufficiency. God becomes your help. God becomes your burden bearer. He becomes your burden bearer. He carries it for you. He helps you for you. He helps you to, to overcome it. I want you to, to trust God today. No matter what is going on in your life right now. What is that burden that is on your mind right now? What is that thing that you don't even know, you know the direction to go or what to do about it? I want you to at this very moment to say to the Lord, Lord, I cast my cares on you. Lord, you are my burden bearer. I lift this thing to you. I cast it on you. Take away this burden. Take away this burden. Take away this burden in the name of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 55 verse 22. In Psalm 55 verse 22. You know, God says, he says, uh, he says something in there. Psalm 55 verse 22. He said, give your burdens to the Lord. And he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to sleep and fall. Give your burdens to the Lord. He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to sleep and fall. God is not going to allow you to sleep and to fall. So just give him the burden. Give him the burden. Give him the burden. In Psalm, in, uh, in, uh, Psalms, uh, is it Proverbs 16, verse 2? Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2. Uh, let's try that. Proverbs 16, verse 2. He said, we can make our own plans. But, Lord, but the Lord gives uh, the right answer. Go to, go to verse 2. He said, people will be sure... They be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motive. Verse 3. Yeah, this is where I'm going. Verse 3. Say, commit your action to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Another translation of the KJV says, 
Cast your work or roll your work or your burden. Cast it to the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord. And your thoughts shall be established. Commit all your thoughts to the Lord. Roll your bodies unto the Lord. He's going to help you. Cast your cares upon the Lord right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Number three. Number three. We're talking about a message from motherhood. It's a message of God's love from motherhood. Number three. A mother loves you. You know, there's an, there's an error there. A, a, a mother loves you, not what you have. Loves you. Loves you. It's, for, it's you. You, not what you have. So that's, that's what, you know. A mother loves you, not what you have. It's about you, not what you have. Not what you have. A mother loves you, not what you have. Uh, so let, uh, let's go to, uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. This is how Paul says it. He, said, he says, now I am ready to visit you for the third time. So we've talked about the presence. And I will not be a burden to you. We've talked about the mother being a burden bearer. He said, because what I want is not your possessions, but you. What I want is not your possessions, but you. It is you, not your possessions. So sometimes, you know, uh, people might, misre- you know, might not understand the love of a mother. a mother. A mother wants your presence, your love, your appreciation, uh, and your wellness. Your wellness, not what you have. You know, and, and I really want to speak this thing to everyone uh, who has a mother here or who, you know, uh, who loves a mother or who, I mean, I mean, have any kind of relationship with a mother. That one of the things you need to understand uh, about, about, about mothers is that Sometimes the, the, the other things that you show to them is more important than the money you give them or the possession that you give them. It's always good for us to honor our parents. The Bible tells us to honor our parents who give them money. But you know, more than that, the joy of a mother is in the wellness of our children. The joy of a mother is the, pre- is the presence of our children. And the, you know, the, 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 the goodness, the life, you know, what is happening in the life of the children and the connection that uh, she has with the children. So Paul was telling the, the Corinthians there, you know, using parenthood as an example, he was telling the Corinthians, you guys, I don't want your possession. They've been telling you that I, you know, I collect all this money, I collect all this money because I want your possession. No, I don't want your possession. It's you that I love. 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 My, the love is determined, is, 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 the, is, is focused on you. And we can learn a lot from this about God's love again. God cares about you, not your possession. He said, render your heart and not your garment. God says, you know, some people think that, you know, the love of God for us is dependent on what we do. They think the love of God is dependent on what, you know, the offering we give, the tithe we give, the service we do, and all that. God says, you know, those things are good, but that's not what, what, uh, what determines my love for you. I love you unconditionally. I'm interested in you, not your possession. I'm interested in you. I'm interested in your wellness. I'm interested in your prosperity. You know, you know he said it there in third John verse 2. He said, I wish above all things. You know, Paul, John was speaking there. He said, I, I pray above all things. I wish above all things. I was expressing the heart of God that you prosper and be in health. Third John verse 2. And be in health even as your soul prosper. I wish above all things that you prosper. And be in health, even as your soul prosper. You know, that was, I care about your prosperity. I care about your wellness. I care about you. 
not just your possession. My love for you transcends what you do. God's love for us transcends our, our perfections or imperfections. God's love for us transcends our current realities. God says, my love is that never-shifting reality that will never move. I love you. I love you because of who you are. Not because of what you have, not because of what you have done, or not because of what you have not done. I love you because of who you are. Number, number, number four. Number four, we're talking about a message from motherhood. The next one is, a mother treasures up for her children. So this is where Paul, you know, just put the, you know, the, uh, the, the parenthood illustration there. That what I'm talking about is a really, what I'm talking about with you, Corinthians, is really a reflection of, of parenthood. You know, which motherhood is a, is a big part of that. Look at what it says. It says, after all, he said, I, I love you, not your possession. He said, after all, children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. Children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. Now, Paul, in other places, he, you know, he talks about us honoring our parents. The Bible talks about honoring our parents and giving to our parents. Too. But the Bible also says here, one of the responsibilities of parenthood, we parent, is that we lay up for our children. A good man, good woman, lifts up an iner- lives an inheritance for their children's children. Lives an inheritance, a spiritual inheritance, or faith inheritance. The word lay up in this place is from the word where we get our word thesaurus. You know, you know, you know we use thesaurus, a place, you know. It, it literally means to amass. To, 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 I mean, to, to, to reserve, to, you know, to, to lay up treasure, to keep something in store, to treasure, to heap up something. You know what? Parents heap up stuff. Heap up, heap up, heap up, heap up for the goal of blessing their children. For the goal of blessing their children. They reserve. In other words, what is telling us here that the love of a mother um, reserves things. It's very future focused. Like, it looks, it thinks of how can it be, how can things be best, better, best for my children. A good example is the mother of Moses in Exodus, you know, uh, chapter one. They said, mother, uh, Moses' mother, when all the, all the children were being killed by Pharaoh, they said, the mothers, when Moses was born, the mother saw that there was something about Moses. There's something about the destiny of Moses. They said they saw that he was a goodly child. They saw that there was something about this child. So the mother began to devise a way to save Moses and talk to the father. And the mother, by herself, wrapped up Moses, put, put him by the river strategically so that Pharaoh's daughter can pick him up and nurture him. And then the mother, you know, then the, 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 then the mother, look, I said, the woman considered and bears son, and she saw in him that he was a goodly child. She hid him. First of all, she hid him for three months. Hid him from the danger. Then when she could no longer hide him, she took him to an ark of bulrushes and dubbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flat by the river brink. Continue. And his sister stood afar off to wait what would be, to see what would be done to him. You could, you could change the translation from KJV so that you know, people can, we can speak uh, no, the normal English speaker. Thank you. So Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the river. But when the princess saw the basket among the, the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. So that's another mother. So you see, a mother, you know, and then a potential mother, that's Moses' sister, uh, Miriam, I think. And then Pharaoh's 
is another mother. So you see mothers here. Three mothers. You know, a, a, a mother, a potential, potential mother, and an adoptive mother. Can you see those three kinds of motherhood in that place? The biological mother had a vision. The potential mother, Miriam, was there to watch over it. And then the adoptive or surrogate mother was also there. So we have these kinds of motherhood at work right now in our world. Sometimes it is a child that you give birth by yourself. Sometimes it's a child that somebody gave birth to but is related to you. you know? And sometimes it's a child that you have no biological relationship with, but that child comes to your laps. That child comes around you. And then we're going to see some other mothers later in the book of Exodus, you know, the, the, uh, the, the midwives that were helping the children of Israel to give birth when they were killing the sons. So you see all these kinds of motherhood present there. You will see how God's plans was preserved through mothers. How God's plans was preserved through motherhood at work. God, listen, the nation of Israel, the nature of his, nation of Israel was preserved through the actions of mothers. Through the actions of mothers. Amen. Verse 6. Let's, let's quickly read verse 6. Uh, verse 6. Verse 6. It says, When the princess opened it, she saw the baby and the little boy was crying. She felt sorry for him. That's a mother's heart. She felt sorry for him. She said, This must be one, this must be one of the Hebrews' children. She said, Verse 7. Verse 7. When the baby sister approached, you see, the baby sister now come, approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? She asked. Verse 8. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Can you imagine? So mother, mothers, mothers. Mothers save the world. Mothers save the world. Mothers lay up. They they, they are strategic concerning their children. They lay up wisdom. They lay up knowledge. You know, Paul was talking to Timothy, who was a godly child. You know, from when he was a teenager, he said, the faith that was your grandmother and, your, your, and, your, and your mother. That same faith is inside of you. That same faith is inside of you. They, they, they lay a heritage of faith. So mothers lay up for their children. They give a heritage of faith, they, 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 a heritage of protection. They are very strategic. You know, the, the right school, the right, you know, environment that they need to be, they have that supernatural instinct. Mothers also lay up financially for their children. They lay up materially for their children. They, 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 they lay up for their children. This is an expression of God's love also. God lays up for us. The Bible says God, you know, how great is the goodness which God has laid up for you. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1, chapter 1 verse 2, God says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 3 says, is divine, divine power. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. God has laid up for us. God has laid up for you. 
There's a, there are some resources available for you. There are some riches in glory available for you. You need to begin to enjoy those things. Just like the prodigal son. You know, God told the prodigal son and told the elder brother, all, all that I have is for you. All that I have is yours. Begin to enjoy it. I want you to know that God has laid up for you. God has a plan for you. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of good, not of evil. To give you a future and to give you a hope. I have a plan for you. I have prepared for you. I have not seen. I have not seen. Yeah, I have not heard. What God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by spirit. God has prepared some wonderful things for you. God has prepared his plan for you. Ephesians 2.10 says, For where is workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has prepared for us for a long time. He has planned for us for a long time. God has a plan for you. God has reserved things for you. Begin to walk in it. It's part of his love for you. Begin to walk in the reality of the things, the reality, the virtual reality, the realities of those things that God has laid up for you. Begin to look at those things because God loves you. God loves you. Number five, I have, I have uh, you know, three more and I'm going to do it very fast. Number five, a mother's love for her children. The next one, a mother sacrifices all for her children. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 15, he says, so I will very gladly, in other words, he used motherhood as, I mean, parenthood as an example, so he said, I will gladly spend for you everything I have, and I will expend myself as well. There's nothing as sacrificial in this world as the sacrifice of a mother. And I want to appreciate all the mothers today for your sacrifices. If you are a child there, appreciate your mom for her sacrifices. There's nothing that compares to the sacrifices of a mother on this earth. They sacrifice their, themselves. They sacrifice their, their whole life, their whole being, you know, for their children. I want to appreciate my mom. I want my moms. I want to appreciate my wife. I want to appreciate you all and all the moms for your sacrifices, for everything that you have done. You say, I will gladly spend you everything. And at the same time, I want you to realize that God also will sacrifice everything for you. Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. He paid the ultimate price, the ultimate sacrifice Jesus made for us. He went to the cross of Calvary and died for us. He became sin for us so that we can become his righteousness. God continues to be our burden bearers, our sacrifice, our ever, our ever effective, effectual sacrifice. He has made sacrifices for our sins. He has made sacrifices for our future. We can rely on him. We can rely on him. God loves us and his love for us is extremely sacrificial. Number six, a mother strengthens our children. A mother strengthens our children. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19. A mother strengthens our children. Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves to you? No, we have been speaking in the sight of God as those in Christ. And everything we do, dear friend, is for your strengthening. Everything we do is for your strengthening. I know not everybody has a good relationship. Maybe you've had some. Maybe somebody's watching me right now. You've had, maybe you're having a contentious relationship with your mom or a contentious relationship with a mother figure in your life or you're having some conflict. Yeah, there are conflicts that will come in relationships. But sometimes we just have to remove all the things around it and say, what is the bare, what is the, uh, what do you call it, the bottom line? What is the bottom line of the feelings of a mom? The bottom line of their feeling is they really determine, they really want you to be strong. 
They really want us to be strong. They really want you to be established. If you're a child in this place and you're having conflict with your mom, I want you to understand that, that you know, the method used might not be perfect. The words used might not be perfect. But the heart behind it is perfect. The hand behind it is it's really the heart of a mother, which is to, to provide strength. To provide strength. And if you are a mother in this place, this is something you can double down on. You have the ability. What's strengthening in this place is encouragement. You have the ability to encourage your children. Your words matter. Your words matter. You know, picking up the phone or talking to them and telling them how good they are, the great things that, you know, you believe about them. Uh, those things are important. If you are a mother in this place, talk to your children. Don't, uh, don't talk them down. You know, don't, 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 I mean, don't, don't, don't talk about, you know, their failures, their weaknesses. You know, no, talk to them. Encourage them. Strengthen them. Tell them I'm praying for you. Tell them, you know what? I know you, you know, you are trying. I know that God is with you. I know, you know, encourage, encourage them because you have the ability to strengthen. You have the ability to strengthen. But most importantly, this is also expressing God's love to us. God is our strength. Oh, you know, Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 45, you know, verse 1. Psalm 45, verse 1. You know, God is our strength. God is our strength. You know, he says, uh, Psalm, 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 uh, actually Psalm, 20, Psalm 27, verse 1. Let's, let's do Psalm 27, verse 1. Psalm 27, verse 1. It says, he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I tremble? Verse 2. You know, why should I tremble? Why should I be afraid? You know, when evil, when evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. They will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. I remain confident. This one thing I ask of the Lord, and that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in this temple. You know, a translation in Psalm 27 verse 1, the KJV actually says, the Lord is the strength of my life. You know, the Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of our life. Look at it. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? God is your strength. God is your strength. It's part of the expression of God's love to you. If you feel weak, you can trust in his strength. He will strengthen you for anything that he's called you to do. He will strengthen you. He will strengthen your body. He will strengthen your frame. He will strengthen you. God is your strength. You can rely on him. That's how God's love you know, works with us. My final point today, a message from motherhood. A mother naturally. A mother naturally fears for her children. A mother naturally, you know, I say naturally, fears for her children's all-round wellness. A mother naturally fears for her children. You know, when you say this thing, for people who, you know, who say, I'm a faith person, they say, ah, ha, ah, pastor, fear, how can you say fear? You know, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Yeah, you know, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound. But the reality, you know, we talk about keeping it real. You know, yesterday, you know, keeping it real. Paul kept it real in this place. Look at Paul. Who taught us faith? Uh, in Second Corinthians, can you use the, the passage itself? Uh, not my sermon, so that it can be a bit clearer. You know, Paul uses the word afraid many times. Afraid. I am afraid. I am afraid. He said, this is for I fear. Uh, let, go, let, let's go back to uh, the, the NLT. He said, for I am afraid. That when I come, I won't like what I find. 
and you won't like my response. I'm afraid that I will find you quarreling. Jealous. I'll find jealousy. I'll find anger. I'll find selfishness. I'll find slander. I'll find gossip. I'll find arrogance. I'll find this. Doesn't that sound like your mother? You don't sound like your mother sometimes. Like, I, you know, I hope, hope you're fine. You know, I hope, uh, you know, you, 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 are wearing your, you are wearing your shirt when you're going out. Uh, I hope, I hope, even when your mom, when your child is grown, your mother will still be calling you to find out whether you have eaten, whether you have, uh, you know, you have brushed your teeth. Whether, you know, it's like there's, there's a heart inside of them that they just want to see the wellness of their children. And it makes them go through a whole emotional stuff. You know, they ask you some questions and you'll be like, oh, you know, just leave me. I'm a, I'm a grown man now. You know, you know, I see my, sometimes my wife will ask my son, even my son something. I will be like, oh, mommy, you know, don't, you know, that, I, you know, I got that and all that, right, this and that. You know, your mom wants to know where you are. You wants to know where you are fine. You, want, you know, and all that. That's the heart of a mother. And that's what Paul was, was feeling here for the Corinthians. He's like, I'm scared about you guys. I'm scared. You know, I'm scared. I'm scared that you guys, look at the verse 21, it continues. He said, I'm also scared about sin. You know, sin. He said, I'm afraid that when I come to you again, God will humble me in your presence. That I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You have not repented of your impurity. Sexual immorality and eagerness for lustful pressure. He said, I'm afraid. You know, there was a mom that used to call me. I think about, I mean, last year. She would just call me. She would be, you know, Pastor Land. She doesn't attend our church, but, you know, I, you know, one of our children attends our church, and she has another son somewhere. She would call me many times. She'd Pastor Land. My son is in so-so-so and so place. Can you just take him under your wings? Can you take him under your wings? Can you, you know, I had to add the, you know, the boy, you know, into, you know, a group of men that I said, can you, can you just take him under your wings? You know, I don't like the life that he's living. I don't like, you know, the mom was so persistent. And then this year, I heard a testimony from the, from the sister who attends the church. that suddenly, the son just changed. The son just started attending church. The, judge, the, 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 the son just changed his life and everything. But there was a mother that through our emotions was reaching out. You see those people that came to Jesus Christ. You see a lot of mothers came to Jesus Christ. Oh, my son, my daughter is sick. You know, my daughter is sick. In the uh, sacrophonician woman, you know, my, my, my daughter is sick. And Jesus said, oh, you know, call that a dog. He said, no, you know, she was persistent until there was a change in her son's life. That's the power of motherhood. And I want you to know finally that this is also how God thinks about us. God is concerned about our personal wellness. God is concerned about our personal wellness. He wants us to be fine. He wants us to be okay. And that's why he tells us a lot of things that he tells us in his word. He says he chastises us in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. He said, you know, the father, you know, the, you know chastises the son that he loves. Because God cares about us, he corrects us. Because God cares about us, He's always working on our behalf. He always wants to see our good. He's so passionate, passionate about our good. He's eternally committed to us. And that's why He has done everything that He has done. And He continues to do everything that He has done. And that's why He has brought this message to you. So I hope that, you know, from this message that I have preached today, not only, um, have you, I mean, will as the mothers, have the mothers listening to me be encouraged, they understand themselves better and why they feel the way they feel. Because God has put that kind, a part of himself inside their hearts. A part of his love inside their heart to feel that way. I hope those who have moms, who make moms, you understand your moms better. But most importantly, 
I hope everyone understands God's love for us better today. Today, let me close with this scripture. Proverbs 31 verse 28. This is what I want to encourage all husbands and all children to do to their moms today. Let's all read it together. It says, Our children respect and bless her. Our children respect and bless her. Children respect your mother and bless her. Bless her today. They have not been doing it. Start it today. Bless her. He said, Our husband joins in with words of praise. Husbands, join today. Give some words of praise to your, to your wives, to the mothers that are around you for what they do. Verse 31 says, Verse 31 of that same Proverbs 31 says, Reward her for all she has done. Reward her for all she has done. Give some reward for, your, for, you, for the mom in your life today. Reward her for what she has done. Declare her deeds publicly. There's nothing wrong in you going on Facebook right now and, you know, just blasting it out publicly and say, you know, you're the moms, the mother in your life, the wife of your life. Declare her praise publicly. Let everybody know. Don't hide it. Don't hide it. Children, declare the praises of your mothers publicly. Husband, declare the praises of your wives publicly for what they do. There's, you know, God tells us to do that there. Get on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and let everybody know that I got a mom in my life and I got a wife in my life who is a great mom. And let's all enjoy a happy Mother's Day. Let all moms, moms be blessed and let all children be blessed. And let everyone be encouraged. Let's bow down our heads as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word that you have brought forth to your people. Thank you for giving me the grace to deliver it. Thank you, Lord, because your word has gone forth to everyone hearing. And they have received encouragement. They have received instruction. Thank you, Lord, because they, you have spoken beyond the words that I have spoken. You have spoken to their heart. Thank you, because everybody here feels your love surround them. They understand your love even more. Thank you, Father, Lord, because every mother in this place is encouraged. Every husband is inspired to honor their, their, their wives. Every child is inspired to honor, to respect, and to lift up their mothers and to recognize their sacrifices. But most importantly, everybody is honored, you know, is honored and excited about you, the mother of all mothers, the mother of all creation, that we know that you love us and we can relax in your love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, for anybody watching me right now, uh, you, you, you stumbled upon this broadcast and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to give the opportunity for you to receive God's love. God cares about you. God loves you. He created you, and he wants you to know him. And he has made it easy. He has made that sacrifice, that ultimate sacrifice for you on the cross of Calvary. And he says, whoever comes to me, I will not cast out. You, 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 you can come to me, and the way you come to me is just acknowledge what I have done and surrender yourself to me and I will make you a new creation I will make you a new person and I will save you I will receive you as my own so why don't you pray and say Lord Jesus come into my heart right now I come to you I surrender myself I, I accept your love I accept what you have done on the cross I accept this love come into my life today I am yours forever you are my Lord and you are my Savior thank you so much uh, for, for, for accepting me in Jesus name I pray Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.